Welcome to the Bubble Lounge. I'm Nellie Shudo. And I'm Martha Jackson. And today is part three of the Newcomer's Guide to the Park Cities, what every kid needs to know about living here. And that is what drives us, our children. So this is the most important segment, right, Martha? (laughs) It is. It really is. And one of the main things that I want to tell you guys is you can't get away with anything around here. No. No. Everybody is always watching out for each other. Most of the times that's a good thing, but every now and then it can be a little much. (laughs) It's true. We were just talking about it. Like I said that uh, Rachel Wallace, who's probably listening, one of my very best friends since kindergarten here, uh, one time called me, I guess Charles was like seven or eight years old, and she was like, I'm just calling to let you know, Charles crossed the street without looking both ways. And when I told my son that, he almost fell over. He was like, how do you know? I'm like, we know. We have a network of moms. <laughs> yeah, we're all watching out for each other. But well, I had something similar happen a few years ago when Alexis was in eighth grade, I think it was. No, seventh grade. She was asked by a boy to go get yogurt down in Snyder Plaza. And so we let her do that. And the other mom and I went and hung out and we were kind of watching from afar. But (laughs) basically it was during the summer and it was like 150 degrees outside. And after their yogurt, they did laps around Snyder Plaza basically and awkwardly talked as they walked. (laughs) And I had at least three people call me and say, I saw Alexis with a boy. That's hilarious. (laughs) I was like, I know. And we had our eyes on him the whole time. That's hilarious. (laughs) Like, does she realize, does she know this? Alexis, are you listening? (laughs) No, she doesn't. She doesn't listen. She says it's awkward that I do a podcast. <laughs> Good. She won't. Good, listen. So she can't be mad. So we're going to talk about you the entire episode, Alexis. So yeah, I had at least three people, including one that's from Lakewood that just happened to be in Snyder Plaza that day. That's so funny. I mean, there's no. Well, it kind of reminds you, like today. So so we're out of our house right now because our house flooded in the storm, and um, we're staying at the Hyatt house you know, in our hood before we moved to a condo on Saturday. And Holly, my friend, works at the old folks place. Oh yeah. Right next door to it. And she was uh, like, I just saw you go get coffee. I'm like, you just saw me. Like that's not creepy at all. I, exactly. She's <laughs> like, I see you. I'm looking out the window. Oh my gosh. Well hey, real quick, get your phones out right now and text three one three one three one with the word bubble so you can get updates from our podcast through text. Speaking of following people around, <laughs> you can get access to us all the time. Exactly. Well, so speaking of that, spying on each other or uh, looking out for each other, I guess we should call it. On Park City's Chatter, you'll see a lot of moms post when somebody's kids are not acting appropriately. And sometimes through the younger moms who don't have teenagers yet, they get a little judgmental. And I just wanted to say, don't do that because that sweet little baby face that looks up at you and says, can you play Barbies with me, mommy? She's going to be a preteen or teen someday. And what goes around comes around. It does. (laughs) No, it does. It's very funny. I always think about Charles being that like, you know, he had some struggles with the learning difference, et cetera. And I think about all the times that he's been kicked out of people's homes. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> like as a child, they'd be like, you need to come pick him up right now. Like he's not behaving. I mean, that was sort of my life for about four years and his life for four years. And now I look at him and everybody's like, he's the most polite, well-mannered child I've ever met. He's welcome here anytime. And we always laugh about it. I'm like, remember, remember like, you know, when you like, I don't know, when you were like eight and nine and you were not welcome anywhere. <laughs> okay, similar story. One of mine, I will not name which one, was a biter as a mm-hmm. toddler. Mm-hmm. And the, I was so worried about it. Blank. <laughs> no, it would, it would, nope, it would probably surprise you. <laughs> Anyways, 
Um, that child wasn't very popular at the time. Like, a lot of people didn't want to have us over because of it. And I mean, understandably so. But that one eventually outgrew it. So thank goodness. Well, there you go. <laughs> well, guys, we're talking about all the things that you have to know as a kid in the Park Cities. And I think it's only appropriate that we start with sports because we live in Texas. Oh, my gosh. Yes, we're all about the sports here. And my son tried pretty much every sport under the sun and didn't like the majority of them. Ended up with hockey, which is not the most popular sport in Texas. And now that he's getting closer to high school, he is mad at me for not forcing him to play football. His words. Let me tell you, (laughs) I feel that his hockey will get him into a better college. (laughs) I really do, just because it's different. So that's okay. It's just because it's different. Like if you were in uh, New England and playing football, you're a little bit different. And if you're in Texas playing ice hockey, you're a little bit different. You know, it's always good to be different. Yeah. Right? That's what I tell him, but I think he's wanting to play football. And then he will get that chance in seventh grade next year for his elective. He has chosen football. So that should be interesting. And if you're (laughs) listening and you're new to the Park Cities, you've got to know that everybody at Highland Park High School is allowed to play football. Nobody is turned down from the team. That's true. Which is an amazing thing. It really is. Mm -hmm. You get to suit up and Mm -hmm. go to all the games Mm -hmm. and you're there on the sidelines. And um, it's really a great opportunity just to be a part of a big group and be that camaraderie that goes along. And then Coach Allen, he instills such great values in those boys. Those boys are so polite and such a great group. Well, and honestly, most of our children, I hate to tell you all out there, are not going to play in the NFL. <laughs> no, so are you it, sure? <laughs> so what it comes down to is it is about having a team spirit, right? It's about being a part of something and, you know, you know, together participating and working, like working together to achieve a goal. I think that's far more important than whether or not you're the best guy on the team. And honestly, once you get beyond a certain point, nobody really cares. It's like, like I said, unless you're going to the NFL... It's better to be to be somebody who learns leadership skills from sports. Sure. Right? Yeah, so true. I mean, those are skills that you can take wherever you go in mm-hmm. life with work or whatever you pursue. But if you have little kids, guys, and you're just moving to the Park Cities, the sport that you start with, Martha and I know this, <laughs> is soccer. Oh, my gosh, yes. Girl or boy, <laughs> kids love soccer. You could have a daisy picker like I had. Or <laughs> Me too. I did too. <laughs> or a runner. She would, like, run off yes. the field. <laughs> or an amazing player. It doesn't matter. You know, like, soccer is such a great way to meet parents. Don't oh, you agree? Yes, for sure. Well, all sports are because you're all out there on the sidelines watching and um that's definitely where you meet the parents. I agree, and I have such happy memories of soccer, even though Charles was completely not focused. I have such happy memories because, you know, we were all out there together, and we were all chuckling at our kids, <laughs> whether they were really good and angry about it, like, those kids aren't <laughs> playing, or whether they were picking daisies, you know, the, the same thing. It kind of like, it, it sort of bonded you and uh, in a way that you'll always remember, you know? Well, I think I mentioned on the last episode that we got on the kindergarten NFL football team, mm-hmm. and... I wasn't taking it seriously at all because my son really didn't know what the heck was going on in regards to football. And I would try to talk to the parents and they were so serious and so into the game that like I literally didn't get to talk to anybody. That does happen sometimes. I will say that. I think we were the comic relief, so it was okay. We met a lot of people. (laughs) And I say that because my son is now an amazing runner. So let me just say he found his sport. And speaking of that, sometimes your kids aren't into sports, right? Like we've got all kinds of great sports programs in this neighborhood. We really do. And the schools have great sports programs when you're in middle school and high school. But if you're not an athlete, there, there are also like the theater, you know, being an actor, the theater programs here are amazing in the schools. Yeah, everyone can find their place. And you mm-hmm. were talking about earlier um, some of the different theater programs. 
Yeah, like I just remember the middle school for Charles. He only went to the middle school for one year, but for him, it narrowed down the the large community to a small group that he knew and was participating with all the time and doing plays with, and that was really good for him. Right, and we don't take our plays lightly in this community. No. Starting in elementary school, I was in charge of the fourth grade skit when, or the fourth grade play one year, and it's just the props and the costumes, everything mm-hmm. is very over the top. And that's another opportunity to really get to know parents because when you're working on those plays, you are putting in some hours and you are working with that group and you get to know those people well. You sure are. And, and I have to say, you've got to let your mom be a lunch lady. I know it's mortifying <laughs> and a lot of kids don't want it, but guess what happens when your mom's a lunch lady? She brings you Chick-fil-A. <laughs> She brings you Chick-fil-A or like little treats and sits and has lunch with you for 10 minutes or doesn't if you don't want her to. But I got to say, that's kind of, it's sort of like uh, special bonuses when you do that. Well, I think they like it when they're in elementary school, but middle school, they start not liking it so much. And then high school, I did it last year and Alexis would come and see me and her friends would come and see me and they they get nice again. <laughs> well, <laughs> at I least see that. You're, like, I, I just remember, I think of lunch ladies when I think of college. I think of these very unattractive <laughs> ladies. You're a very attractive lunch lady. Oh, thank you. Thank you. That means a lot. I don't have a hairnet on, but they, they do make you wear a cap. There's some sexy lunch ladies that, uh, in, in our, the Highland Park schools. That there is. So we talked about adventure guides. I, I called mm-hmm. it something else on the last one. I'm finally calling it the right thing. Adventure guys starts in kindergarten for both girls and boys. Mm-hmm. And um, getting into a group of that is a really, really good opportunity because it's something that the dad does with the kids. And they yes. go on campouts, they go fishing, they have various meetings and activities. So we highly recommend getting involved with that, and that's through the YMCA. Yeah, they have so many great programs. They really do. They, they start the soccer programs. That's how you start soccer when your kid's, you know, four years old or five years old and you want them to play soccer. You go to the Y. So that's a great every, – every family in the neighborhood when you have young kids should belong to the Y. So true, so true. Just mm-hmm. um, go to their website. It's the Park Cities YMCA, the Moody Family Mm-hmm. It's just, it's recently been redone. It's a really beautiful facility, but you'll find everything you ever thought about doing with your kids on that site. Yeah. And then of course there's Boy Scouts and Girl Scouts. Yes. And I feel like Cub Scouts, Boy Scouts, Charles did Cub Scouts, but did not last through all of it. Yeah. You know, you have to pick, you have to narrow down eventually. You've got to pick sure. what you're doing. Um, but I would say that was a great experience for him. And I do feel like you just said about adventure guides, Boy Scouts, Cub Scouts, Girl Scouts, all that stuff really, those are, those really are leadership. They're teaching you mm-hmm. again to work together. Right. Right. leadership. And let me tell you, as somebody who does like interviews for Yale, that kind of stuff stays on your resume till you're 18 years old. That's a big deal to right. say, I was a Boy Scout from, you know, from Cub Scout all the way to Boy Scout. I've done it for, you know, 10 years. That's a big deal. Right. People count that as like, wow, that's commitment and that's leadership. That's good to know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It just gives you such a great foundation, just builds character and just turns you into a really great person. Yeah. Well, I want to go back to theater for a minute just because I love it so much. So if you're not, if you're a kid, for example, we talked about this. Martha and I talked about the fact that, you know, it's a competitive neighborhood. Your kid's not always going to make the team. They're not always going to make the drama group. They're not always going to make everything. They're not going to get into the play. It might not happen. But there are so many... um, so many assets outside of the schools. Like, for example, Charles went to Dallas Children's Theater every summer and participated in their plays. And that's how he made it into the middle school theater program because it kind of gave him those skills. Mm -hmm. So when he showed up, he actually knew how to do a monologue. He knew how to do sets. He knew how to do that stuff. So you can prep your kids 
And that's just as valuable, right? Right. I mean, there's so many opportunities outside of the school if, if you're not doing it through the school. Like even at SMU, I've gone on their website before. There's so many classes mm-hmm. that they offer um, for adults too. Yes. Tons, tons and tons of things. There's a Shakespeare Shakespeare theater group for kids in the summer that's amazing. Charles did that too uh, before he stopped wanting to be an actor. But like, <laughs> I kind of pushed all those programs just so we had exposure. Oh you my know? gosh, you're making me want to have a do-over because I think it's really good for young kids to take acting classes so they don't have a fear of public speaking and that they're comfortable getting up in front of a crowd. Okay, that brings me to another subject. <laughs> when your kid may not be finding their groove, whatever that might be, something that no parent parents don't always consider is speech and debate. And speech and debate to me is such a great group of smart kids. And you learn to speak in front of people, like you just said. Mm -hmm. And that's like a great skill for interviewing for jobs, for colleges, et cetera. But I think speech and debate is a really good, uh, it's almost like improv because you have to stand up and do something right away. Right. So I, you you mentioned smart people. I obviously was not in that, but Sean, (laughs) Sean was in the debate club. Does that surprise you? It does not, because he's always up for a debate. (laughs) (laughs) That he is. Um, Where can you take a debate class? Um, No, at schools. They offer offer speech and debate in schools, in the middle school and the high school. Okay. And Charles is at Shelton, so they offer it there as well. Very good. Very good. Mm -hmm. Well, if you want to volunteer with your kids, I know Nellie is involved with YMSL, and I am an NCL. National Charity League is what mothers do with their daughters, and... YMSL is for uh, Young Men's Service League, what moms do with their sons. And it's been a great bonding experience. And to be honest, it's a big commitment. And initially, I was like, gosh, I don't know if I can do this with work and Charles and everything else. And I don't know if Charles can do it. But it's been so rewarding, especially during the pandemic, to do things like go to food banks and hand out food. Um, to, you know, do the heavy load work that nobody wants to do. Like we we were unloading trucks. We've done all that kind of Mm -hmm. stuff and it's been really good. And he ends up seeing some of his friends who still are in Highland Park. And uh, I end up seeing the moms that I know from, you know, that weren't like necessarily my close friends. And, um, and again, back to the college resume, when you have a high school resume going into college, everybody's got service on there. So it's important. And, uh, not only as a great way to give back, obviously the most important reason, but I mean, it's actually important to have that, you know, to have that on your resume. Well, I think that we get a little jaded living in the bubble because we don't see people that are less fortunate very often. And it's such a great opportunity to expose your kids to a different side of life. Mm -hmm. And there's days that when we've signed up to volunteer that maybe I wasn't feeling it and didn't want to go, but Every single time when I leave, I feel really good that I was able to spend time making somebody else's life better. Agreed. And not only that, um, when you think about our kids' schedules in school, it's all laid out for them, right? When it's outside of school and it's an extracurricular outside of the campus, then they really have to be more responsible. So I think it teaches really good responsibility. Like you have a meeting at four o'clock on Sunday, plan around it. You know, you've got this or whatever, set up your meetings. You need to do five meetings this year. You know, you've got to plan it. You know, you've got track meets, et cetera. You've got to plan those five meetings. Right. And the high schoolers at Highland Park are required to have 50 service hours. What about at Shelton? 10. Oh my God. (laughs) But Charles at YMSL is 20. So um, he does them, but they only require 10 until junior year, then it goes to 20. Wait, 20 the whole time you're in YMSL? No, no, uh, sorry. Uh, At Shelton, it's 10 for freshman year, 10 for sophomore year. And then in junior and senior, it's 20 and 20. For YMSL, it's 20 every year. 
Okay, got it. So we're doing we're doing twenty we're doing like thirty a year, I would say. Okay. That's that's quite a bit. Well, because we're doing YMSL and then we do our church too, mm-hmm. which I'm sure you guys are doing because you guys are always volunteering at church. Yes. So we've taken you guys through elementary school and we are starting to get into high school. So now we're gonna talk about what's really important and that is the senior year in high school. I've heard that there's so many events, so many parties, so many so many details to keep track of, and somebody asked us to do an episode on it, so I think we will pretty soon. I think that's a great idea. <laughs> well, because it is. It's almost like going through Rush, like I have to say. Well, I mean, you need a guidebook to get you through this stuff because nobody tells you, and you're just kind of winging it and going through it. And then I've heard there's all kinds of graduation gifts that you get for this person and that person, and I, I need somebody to tell me. What, who, look, what person? Friends, I guess. Friends, Not teachers. teachers. Oh, I, teachers, yeah. I'm a teacher gift person. A little bit of everything. So, But, like, I have to know what is expected. What kind of gifts do they expect? Cars? I know. That's <laughs> I know. Vacations in the Hamptons? I know. That's why I think it would warrant an entire episode just to go over those kind of I details. I love that. Yeah, let's, let's leave I'm, that for an entire I'm episode. Clueless. Um So we're also, at some point in time, pretty soon, we're going to have a college admissions advisor come on. We've uh, had one on before, Diane Wilcox, and we're going to have Holly coming up pretty soon. And she is really good about just telling you what kind of fit will work, what kind of a college is a good fit for your kid. And um, she is really good at what she does. Well, and also the thing is, if you look back on it, when we went to college, I don't want to say, oh, it mattered so much where you went to college, but I'm going to say it mattered more than it does today. I don't think at the end of the day, you just want the right fit. You want to go to a, a, a school where you learn a lot and it helps you propel yourself forward, right? But there's no, I, I've never believed like this school is better. It's what's best for you, right? But it's gotten even more so. And what's interesting that we'll have to discuss in that episode is the fact that a lot of schools are getting rid of SATs and ACTs, including Yale. Yale has no requirement for ACTs or SATs right now. Wow. What do you think about that? Well, I'm a little biased on it because I have a son who's a National Honor Society kid with straight A's who will probably have a difficult time with standardized testing, even with extra time, because that just means they spend seven hours doing the (laughs) test, which doesn't help. So, I mean, I'm a little biased on it. I had already been looking at schools like that, but I will say on the counter, you know, to counter that, um, it is sort of one of those things that separates the men from the boys. It's another way of seeing how kids measure up and uh, what kind of a student they're going to be. So I'm not sure they should totally eliminate it. I just think maybe they should change it a little bit. What do you think? Very similar, actually. I just think there's a lot of students that are good students and capable of doing the work, but then they just freeze up during a test and they don't they don't test well. So it's not a good representation of them. But again, exactly what you said is I feel like college admissions needs just one more opportunity, one more tier to weed out people. I mean, they get so many... Uh, Resumes they get they get so many applications every year, and I just feel like that they're getting way too many now that the SAT and SAT isn't required. I think that's true. Although I would say an essay would tell you much more about a kid mm-hmm. than testing would. Yeah, I agree. That creative writing really. Yeah, and um, they, these kids are remarkable at that. And that's another thing that the college admissions advisor can help with is just make sure that your essay is in order and that you're going down the right path with that. Yeah. Well, and we can talk about all how, about how you have to hire somebody to help them study for those tests, <laughs> because that's what it comes down to. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
Well, you know, you and I are always joking about how we outsource things here in the park cities. And I always joke that I outsourced bike riding for my son because he was not responding to us at all. But then college admissions and then our sorority advisor that we had on recently, like there is so many opportunities to outsource things. Like even parenting. I just sat by the pool and I have this stranger in my house that does everything for me. Sean? (laughs) No, it's definitely not Sean. (laughs) No, but my point is you can outsource just about anything in this neighborhood. We're very resourceful. It's true. I mean, you almost have to. That's the problem. You almost have to. And I I think it's very hard for our kids. I think our kids are growing up in a time where so much is expected of them, and I think less was expected of us. Oh, 100%. And I really feel for them that way. And that's why... I kind of am all about like if you need an expert or if you you don't they don't want to count the SATs. I sort of say that's okay because at the the end of the day they're working so much harder than we did. I mean, literally, they're busy till eleven o'clock at night. They really are. And then I did not have service hours when I was in high school, and they have so many nowadays. And that that's another thing that takes them away from schoolwork and takes up their time. So there's just a lot of pressure on them. So I agree. Like if you need extra tutoring, go for it. Yeah. And for for me, for service hours, it was a Catholic school. So they were kind of, you know, worked into your school schedule. Oh, that's good. Which is much easier than trying to do it outside. Right. You know? Yeah. Because yeah, between that and sports and everything else, I mean, nobody sleeps. Including the parents. Get ready, guys. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And um, if you have young ones right now, just really cherish those moments. I know that they're a handful of toddlers. You can't take your eyes off of them for a minute. But it just seems like yesterday for, for me that mine was a toddler, and she is now sophomore year in high school. I agree. Embrace those moments when your kid gets kicked out of parties. <laughs> or, bite, um, or bite somebody. <laughs> or bite somebody. And know that there's always a mom in the corner saying, is that little so-and-so? What's he doing without his mom? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, you guys are going to love it here. Your kids are going to do great. And keep us posted. I can't can't wait to hear what they do. Yeah, please post on our site. Let us know things that you're going through, any new things you're experiencing, any questions you have. We're happy to answer them. And if you ever have ideas for episodes, please comment, too. Yes. So that's been another episode of The Bubble Lounge. I'm Nellie Shudo. And I'm Martha Jackson, and we'll catch you next time.